hello and welcome to the Rec Poker Podcast. This is the forums edition. And I know you're expecting to listen to Steve Fredland introduce you, but I'm Jim Reed, and I'll be your host for these forums episodes. It's not all darkness, though. Steve Fredland is here today, and he will be hosting (laughs) our other podcast every week, the Chats Edition. Uh, So just reassure everyone, Steve, and say hi for us. Hey, everybody. How are we doing? Yeah, this is fantastic. I love being a guest. (laughs) And of course, we've got our usual panel here. Uh, Taylor Moss doesn't usually get to join us on the uh, chats edition of the podcast, but we're happy to have him here. Taylor, how are you today? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Jim? It's good to finally be be able to make one of these. So uh, now people are going to have to listen to my voice for a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Taylor's going to be in here dropping knowledge on the regular. And uh, Taylor, where do they, if they're playing in the home games and they see you next to you, next to them, what what, what are they going to see on your name there? Yeah. Don't, don't worry about uh, playing against gopher boy, TJM. Uh, That's just uh, some guy guy that's showing up here every so often to (laughs) to play against you he may be the 2019 rec poker player of the year uh but or he may not (laughs) (laughs) one dollar one dollar to slow roll goal for boy tjm that's still out there we don't we don't need to comment on that but he is the one and only uh i am the one and only successful slow roller in the home game nice nice and uh, Rob, where can they find you in the home game there? Uh, Radman50 is my PokerStars, and I'm on Twitter at Radman50, so you can contact me on Twitter. Um, but, yeah, in the home game, I'm Radman50, and right now I'm sitting directly to the right of Poker Geek Minnesota. Uh-oh, John, do you have anything to say about that? We're getting uh, getting at it in the home game already? Uh, well, I am uh, have to actually launch my poker stars because i forgot completely about it but i am poker oh. geek him in and yeah, he's sitting out <laughs> <laughs> don't tell him rob <laughs> well it's no fun you know it's like there was this there was a thing going on about eric seidel was playing online and somebody was out and he kept blind he kept collecting his blinds and there was something in the past where another guy it happened and he sh- he sat out until the other guy showed up oh wow so mm. he would, uh, there was some controversy about that. So I wanted to let Poker Geek know that he was sitting out. I didn't want to take his chips just because he wasn't there. That's Did Rob. you hear about no, the wreck? You can poker? get them faster if I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that too. <laughs> there's a there's a wreck poker version of that story too, Rob. Oh yeah. The uh, July Tournament of Champions uh, one uh, spot Conlin or Dan Kennedy was sitting out. And Gopher Boy TJM yeah. messaged him and said, "Hey, what are you doing? You're sitting out of the Tournament of Champions." And two and a half, three hours later, he takes down the Tournament of Champions and gets himself a silver pin. Nice. Wow. There's a rec poker version of that story now. Very and he nice. gave you props on Twitter for it. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. if if you're sitting out and you forget well, what, about it and go on to win the tournament, you gotta thank the person get props. who told you. <laughs> also, yeah. he signed up and then forgot. Yeah. Mm. Oh, God. oh, I see. Okay. And now he's got a silver pin and a yeah. great story nice. to go along with it. I nice really guy. want one of the silver nicest pins, guy in guys. poker, Taylor. Mons. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was. I've literally that never that heard God. that before. <laughs> <laughs> a new nicest guy in town. All right, Chris and Andrew. It's a race to unmute yourself and to let us know where Andrew under the wire. 
<laughs> yeah, so I'm a dealer 412 in the Poker Stars home game. I don't get to play as often as I want to, but I don't have a good story like you guys on that gopher, uh, you know, red man. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I don't know. I might I might let Soms keep lined out instead of telling him to play. I don't know. <laughs> And I'm well. I always say I'm five by five on Poker Stars, but since I'm playing in the home game right now, I realize I'm five by five, five five five. So you can find me either way. And I'm at Chris's table in there now. Okay. Well, obviously, I have to open up the home game. Then I was going to try and pull a hundred percent of my attention into this new podcast, but you guys are having way too much fun in the Poker Stars nightly home game. So I'm going to come over there and try and win myself a bronze pin too. All right. And I'd like to thank, of course, our wonderful sponsors, Running Aces Casino Racetrack and Hotel, Learn Pro Poker, and Website Amp. We couldn't do anything that we do without those, uh, the support from that group. And they made a smart bet because now they're getting out here twice a week with us. Talk about some savvy folks right there. So it's a new podcast. We're going to be doing this every week. We're going to take one uh, discussion post from the rec.poker forums and we'll get into it in a little more in depth here we'll bring all the wizards in to talk about it and uh, from time to time we hope we'll even bring in a couple of the more active uh, forum posters in and uh, talk to them face to face right here uh, with everyone else in rec poker nation so the first one we want to look at today one of my favorite members Razy daisy the one and only rick day a titan of the poker scene if anyone is um, he's got a hand in here in our cash players group talking about hand range, uh, hand reading, resources, tips, and practice exercises. So I'll just read his question, and then we can talk about it here amongst the group. Does anyone have, this is Razy Daisy, the one and only. Does anyone have any recommendation for hand reading uh, training? I've utilized the following resources, James Splitsuit Sweeney's hand reading combo blockers range discussion and use of Flavzilla. Jonathan Little's combos, he's a site member there too. Alex Torelli's hand reading funnel system. And uh, he's, got <laughs> he's like a three-way lamp. He can get level one glow, but we need more tips or tricks for super bright mode. Um, so when he's talking about in, cash, in live cash games, he's having trouble going through the process of making uh, hand ranging, hand reading exercises and hoping we can give him some tips. So does anybody have any uh, thoughts right off the top when it comes to hand ranging or hand reading or ways to put your uh, opponent on a more precise set of hands? Well, I, I can start because I, I responded to his post uh, with a little bit of a, a tip. And I, I think one of the best ways to do what he's talking about is like not being sure, like being able to do the work and do the hand ranging off the felt, but on the felt, it's sort of like it sneaks up on you and you don't have time to like one, two, okay, how many combos or whatever is really to start. And I, I think a tool like Equilab or Flopzilla is the best uh, tool to start to train yourself to get a sense of you know, what certain uh, flops and ranges look like and what certain hands sort of, how their behaviors look like. So you can, like, for instance, if you just create some generic ranges in there and then start practicing, Flopzilla I'm more familiar with because I use it more often, but it has this random flop feature, which is just an amazing feature because you can, you know, rather than like sort of, I used to hand deal out, you know, cards to myself, okay, and then shuffle, shuffle, hand deal out cards. You can just keep doing that boom, 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 and 
and it does all the math for you so you can start to see like okay if i'm defending with uh jack nine of spades on um on, on somebody's open from you know a position like the cutoff and I get um, a board that's all low cards where I've got, you know, above the, you know, it's like eight, eight, four deuce, right? What kind of equity do I have? What kind of equity does my opponent have? Uh, what kind of, you know, turns and rivers really change this board a lot? What should I approach that with the jack nine? Um, and you can start to see those things a lot better and start to identify certain patterns of flops, which I think is immensely helpful uh, to sort of hand reading and hand ranging. Because once you can start to identify, you know, what, what a pattern looks like, you can then start to like really narrow in what an opponent might be playing in those spots. Yeah, and I find the visual uh, aid that Flopzilla and Equilab, just for my brain, it's really, it really helps me visualize it in real time at the table when I can look up at that graph, that chart, that grid, and um, even position by position, you can sort of train yourself, internalize uh, the process of visualizing where those gaps are too. And it's really, it's really just about evaluating those cusp hands, you know, when to include them and when not to. So that visual uh, guide is great. Sorry, Taylor, did you have something you wanted to say there? Yeah, I, I was just going to add a few more things. Like, Flop, Flopzilla is great, um, but it also kind of takes a certain level of proficiency when it comes to, like, actually, like, hand-raging and understanding what values look like and stuff like that. For me personally, the way that I improved my hand-ranging was hand-ranging myself when I was playing hands. Uh, you understand how you play hands, um, and then just kind of, you know, put yourself in a spot and say, okay, here I am in this hand and I'm raising the button. Um, what do I raise the button with? Boom. Now you can understand uh, part 1A of hand raging. Then you get to this flop and you're like, okay, well, what am I going to continuation bet? What would I not continuation bet? Now you start hand ranging yourself. And it's someone that you can fully understand because the worst part about hand, hand ranging is when you go through this process and then you get it wrong at the end and you kind of kick yourself and you say, ah, I can't hand range. I can't do this. They're always showing up with things that I don't expect them to have. Let's start with yourself. Yeah, you can understand yourself better than anyone else and you can go through that process and understand what are the good hands that I have here? What are the bad hands that I have here? How do I get to each of these decision points with those uh, specific hands? Then you can start turning that and putting it into your opponents and saying, hey, now my opponent's on the button. Do I think they're gonna behave similarly to me? How would I put myself in this spot and how do I think they might do similar or different than me and you can start using that to put yourself in the villain's shoes and use that to kind of build your hand ranging tree i love that and, and further to that when you're talking about ranging yourself um when i was learning when i was practicing hand ranging one thing that i found was really helpful i use i'm an online player mostly so i use poker tracker four and i've got you know years of hands in there so um a neat trick when I was practicing is I would pull some of my own hands from six months ago, three months ago when I, I didn't remember the action and I would just toggle off in the replayer to show hero's hands. So, so my cards would be down and I would just, as Taylor says, I would actively go through the hand and hand read myself because I know what my opening ranges are. I know what my three betting ranges are, um, but I don't know what my hands are in this spot. So going through street by street, gradually making the range smaller and smaller. And then at the end, um, I'm kind of giving myself a, a bit of a leg up because I know it's not gonna be some weird random 
uh, holding that I made a bad assumption about. I'm at least going through the process of uh, uh, tightening the range on, on every street according to good assumptions. So um, that's a great way to do it too. Yeah, but you can, uh, I think, who was it? Uh, Razy Daisy even said in there the idea of just dealing out flops and that kind of thing, as Chris was referring to earlier. That's also just a good way to get an idea of, uh, like, how, how well does this holding do on a variety of different textures and that? I, th I think for going into it right away, and he talked a little bit, that like he doesn't use a HUD, so he needs to try to you know, come up with that range of hands that each opponent has. And I think the, the initial, uh, the initial look at the range that somebody has, has a lot to do with the type of player he is, right? So if you've got an ABC player, you know that he's going to be playing pretty straightforward. If you see him folding, you know, like me, you see a knit like me folding, 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 folding. And then all of a sudden I get involved, you know, that it's going to be a very tight range. Um, and then if you see somebody that's getting involved over and over again, and you can witness this over and over again and understand that he's not always showing up with aces, so he's not having a big run of cards, well, then that opens up his range a little bit. So I think you, you've got these tools that you can use to understand how the range shrinks after the, you know, when the flop, the turn, and all those transition points that shrink that range down. But what is the starting range? And I think understanding your opponent first to understand what kind of range is this guy going to show up with? You know, you can start with generic ranges, sure, but then there's, you're going to either narrow them or widen them based on the type of player that he is. Yeah, that's great. You stole exactly what I was going to talk about because when I, I had commented on this post too, and, and with one of our affiliates with Learn Pro Poker, they have two two videos. One is like player types and range types, and then how you can merge them. So, like that that one is where where my base came for trying to figure out okay, what kind of player type is this guy going to have? Is he going to be more of a more aggressive from earlier position or later positions? And then merging like what kind of ranges people from those positions usually play and trying to figure it out that way. So kind of bouncing off of Rob, that's exactly to have the player type and merge with different ranges that they're going to be able to play from wherever they are on the table. That's where I get my start. And then you just got to chisel it away. That's how I, that, that's where I want to go with it. Yeah. And, and Flopzilla is just a tool that we're talking about using to make that, that, process a little more internalized and raise date. Yeah. Sorry, Chris, go ahead. Yeah. And uh, any of those tools, um, you know, they have lots of fancy bells and whistles and, and, you know, if, if you're kind of like just getting started using them, um, I think it is it, what, what I think is just the efficient thing is that random flop generator. Like you can, if you, if you just learn to use that one button, you can, you can start to begin this process and you don't need to like, you don't need to get into all the, the, the trees and the charts and all the other things that it can do for you. If you can just use that tool, you can start to really practice like, okay, what would I do on this flop? What would, how would I read an opponent who, who let out on this flop? What, what, what do they do if they continue on a turn um, like this? And, and you can start to ask yourself those questions and put yourself in more and more scenario. It just, it makes it a faster kind of thing than rather than sort of like hand dealing out the cards. Yeah, and it just gives you another way of internalizing it, I think, which is so important because, again, when you're, li when you're actually playing live, it's not about making the exact decision to the, decim to the fourth decimal point. You know, it's really just about making good decisions quickly 
and you know uh, using your mental resources effectively. So the more of this stuff you can internalize uh, in the lab, the, the easier it'll be, a hundred percent. And I guess. Th- just while we're still talking about Flopsilla, there are some other fun tricks if you're building your own ranges. Chris and Rob, I know you guys work with it a lot. It has uh, ways to compare range equity versus range equity, but also hand equity versus range equity and things like that. So if you're building your own ranges, you can really examine those cusp hands and see, you know, is this really a hand I want to be opening here? Um, because it, it's just, it just doesn't have the right kind of equity for that. So it, it is a pretty sophisticated tool. We don't, we, <laughs> we don't get any money for people buying Flopzilla, but it's a great program. So I, we have to tell people, you know, if you're interested in working on that part of your go, game, go and get Flopzilla. Equilab uh, is also a great program. It's free um, from PokerStrategy.com, another site that we are not at all affiliated with. We just love sharing good information with Rec Poker Nation. So, Razy Daisy, I hope that helps. I agree with you. Counting combos in real time is hard, man. So let's just find a way to make it easier on ourselves by uh, putting some time in on the lab. And, and then we just got to trust our gut. We just got to educate our gut, and then we got to trust our gut. And then uh, I think we'll be in good shape for that. Does anybody else want to add anything before we hightail it on out of here? I just had one more piece that we hadn't really talked about, but I, another big thing when you're going through hand ranging is remembering the action that's happened up Mm. until that point uh when you're making those hand ranging decisions it's usually on the river and to really be able to remember hey they open from this position they continuation bet then they check turn and now they're betting river like that story however it plays out is always a key component of the hand ranging not just hey i'm on the river what could our opponent have in this spot because uh, the action is going to really tell you the story of what they could have in this position. Yeah, I love that. All right. Well, thanks, uh, Chris. Steve, you want to jump in there? Well, no, I was just going to say, like, uh, as it pertains to, you know, the learning style for people, too, I'm guessing it's different for different styles. Like, for me, uh, I, I just think as much as I'm an analytic, those tools are great. I've tried them, and I'm just like, I just – for whatever reason I need, I think for me, hand raging needs to be discussion based, um, you know, back and forth kind of thing. So I think, you know, what we're, what we're kind of recommending is good for a lot of personalities, but some might have different learning styles that might require something different uh, as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of it's just going to be finding someone to help you go through this stuff with. So whether that's someone in the community here, you know, uh, some poker buddies near your house, uh, whether it's it's with someone through the wrecking crew, uh, you know, find someone to talk to about this stuff. And, and it really just takes repetition and practice going through, uh, going through the process of, of making that range smaller on every street. Um, And, and there is, there is a rec poker learning seminar uh, on this subject that uh, Chris Jones put together with the rest of us, I believe in March. So premium members at rec.poker can go and take a look at that uh, anytime. I think part two has to do with this exact subject. So uh, without any further ado, I know we want to keep these new podcasts short and sweet and full of strategy content. So I guess I'll just thank Running Aces, uh, Hotel Casino, and Racetrack. Learn Pro Poker, Website Amp, and this fantastic panel for helping me talk through this stuff. We'll see you all next week. 